When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of the Game Time CT Staff Pick'em's Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Paguaga, and as always, I am joined by the Sean Patrick Foley. Sean, how are we doing this week? I give that opener a, a B. I think it was okay. How are we doing? We are doing great. I mean, I, I did okay this week. I thought I did a lot worse than I did. I'm... I'm not really. Uh, I'm close. I'm a game out, so I can't be can't be doing too close. Yeah, uh, it's been interesting the first two weeks. I'm going to get into it when we get to the overall standing so far. But just quickly, week two results. Uh, we saw week one the winners were five and four, right? This week we saw a little bit of jump. Myself and the boss man Dan Brecklin finished with eight and two. Uh, Sean, you, Mike Fornabio, and Fellow boss man Sean Barker finished at seven and three. Uh, Carl six and four. Couple of five and fives. Couple of fours and sixes, and a three and seven down at the bottom. Um, overall standings: myself and Dan Brecklin are tied at the top at thirteen and six. Sean and Sean Barker tied uh, for second, third, whatever. The Shans are at twelve and seven. Uh, and then all the way at the bottom, and uh, th- I'm not saying this to 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 you know pick on Will or anything. Will's five and fourteen. You jump back to last year, at the end of week two, Sean Barker was in last place at ten and ten. So I, I, either I'm picking a lot harder games than I normally do, or maybe we're seeing a lot of outcomes that you know we don't really expect. Well, let me say eight ball. Good job by eight ball. You know, not in this usually eight balls. You know, bringing up the rear, but Will, I don't know what's going on. I mean, Will, well, in fairness, Will's been out. He hasn't been out at games or anything like that. So maybe he's, uh, you know, maybe he just doesn't have a lot. Maybe he's not reading the previews, Pete. I mean, it's happened, right? <laughs> so it, it's happened before, but, you know, and Lee, you know, we give him a little Lee. If he's Meyer, we give him a little, uh, give him a little pass because he's new, but, you know, it's just, it's just interesting this year. Uh, and the worst part is week three is not any easier. It's the big. It's the big second week of the uh, Connecticut High School Football Alliance. We have a lot of crossover games. Um, I think seven of the ten games we're picking this week are alliance games. None of them are easy to pick. So this can go a lot of different directions. Um, 
I think this might just be a weird year here where we're going to see some very interesting scores. I don't think everyone's going to be over 500 like it was last year. So we just recorded the uh, the podcast, uh, the other pod, the meat grinder podcast. And uh, Pete was trying desperately not to tip his hand here. But I am very anxious based on what he said in that. I am very anxious, Pete, to hear what your picks are this week. I am very anxious. So you want to talk about tough games. Um, we'll see where Pete goes here. Yeah, I have the way I'm like looking at the board, I could either be standing there at eight and two, nine and one, looking like a genius, or all the way down at the bottom because I got way too cocky with some of these picks. But worst thing that could happen is you and me bringing in the rear, you know, after being, you know, talking all this, uh, you know, all this knowledge on the podcast. And then we, next thing you know, we're five and 14. That that wouldn't be, I would, we'd have to cancel, I'd have to cancel you or me. If, yeah, the uh, show would be over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we'd have to bring in the, you know, somebody else. I don't know, like Barker and Brecklin. How about that? They would have to do the show. Oh, they would. They should totally do the show for one week. Yeah, for one week. Yeah, we'll just we'll just take a week off. Let's just have them do it. We need to bring in a get. We need to. I I still yeah, I would love to bring in a guest. Guest picker. Uh, a guest picker. I got some people in mind that I want, but they're really hard to get in contact with. So, you know, Dan Orlovsky, if you're listening, Steve Coughlin, Stanford Steve, if you're listening. We would love to have either of you on the show as guest selectors for one week. Maybe we wait for Thanksgiving. Maybe we wait for the playoffs. Maybe we stretch it out a little bit. Maybe get Johnny Marinelli on. Maybe get Jim Mora on. Hey, little, little, little. That That would be great. Let's at least let's start. Let's start. Let's start with the guy we get. We could get easiest, which would be Stanford Steve. Yeah. So I'm going to clip that for social um, because let's try and persuade them uh very nicely to join the show because i'd love to have them on all right so sean you ready to dive into week three let's do it all right we're going to start at the nvl remember this is a alliance heavy week uh we got a couple of non-alliance a couple of leagues not playing an alliance game so we're going to highlight them at the top uh right off the bat we're going in the nvl we got two and oh oxford on the road to go play seymour who's one and one uh, Seymour's first loss, only loss, came to Ansonia last week. But here's an interesting thing. Oxford is 2-0 and for the first time since 2016, and they're looking to go 3-0 and for the first time since 2010. Now, uh, Stock, friends of the program, fellow SESU guy, got a lot of love for him. Uh, but Matt McGuire, who was their quarterback last year, who played really well through the first five games of last year before getting injured, uh, and missing the rest of the year is back. Uh, he's having a great start to his senior year. I've heard from a lot of people. I know you've heard from a lot of people. This might be the year Oxford gets into the playoffs for the first time. I'm kind of all aboard the Wolverines train here. And Seymour is good. Don't get me wrong. They battled with Ansonia. They played well. It's Ansonia. Seymour hasn't beaten Ansonia the last 20 tries. Um, so, obviously, don't look at the records. But... Uh, Sean, I'll let you go first for this one. The Wolverines got any shot here against the Wildcats? They got a shot, but uh, he, I'm going to go with Seymour. I think uh, I, I, I've heard good things about Seymour, and they give Ansonia a little bit of a fright before Ansonia, Ansonia did Ansonia good things in the second half. All right, but uh, I like Seymour in this. Uh, this is, if you remember, Oxford kids used to go to Seymour, you know, and and. You know, you had that that dynamic. So, you know, imagine that team now, Seymour, Oxford combined. Uh, I'd love to see it, but in, as it is now, I'm going to go with the Wildcats. 
Yeah, I, I was long and hard trying to select this game. I love the Oxford story. Just this isn't it right now for them this week. Uh, so I'm going to go see more too. TJ Lester, uh, who I know is a fan of this show, uh, is a hell of a ball player. Mike Rossetti, you know, had a great junior year. Is playing really well for them uh, the first two weeks. I think I like their dudes a lot better. So I'm going to go with the Wildcats. All right, we're going to go to the CTC. We got one and one Bullard Havens Colby Cathedral Co-op going to Cheney Tech to play the Beavers. The Beavers are two and oh. Bullard's only loss was an Alliance game. They lost their opener to Pomperog of the SWC. I've ranked the mascots in this state numerous times. The Beavers is one of my favorite ones. But man, do I like Bullard Havens this season. Stanley St. Vincent might be the best player in the league this year. Uh, Derek Lewis does a great job there. They, you know, had a good year last year. I'm thinking they're taking a step forward. This is a CTC game, not an alliance game. I like Bullard Havens in this one. I'm going with uh, the Bullard Havens, Colby, uh, cr- crossover, co-op, whatever their team name is. Pete, I'm going to go with Cheating Tech here. You know, Benino, Team Benino uh, will find a way to get it done. They've been more of the established power. I know uh, Coach uh, Derek Lewis has done a nice job here with the, the Tigers. I think you're right. You know, I think they're going to be a fourth year, but I'm kind of feeling Cheney right now. I'm kind of feeling that the, that this is going to be theirs. It's going to be it's, it was at Cheney, right? Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm going to take the home team here. All go right. Beefs. Go Beefs. All right, we're going to go to the, uh, the Pequot. Got a nice undefeated matchup from two teams who – Maybe haven't been 2-0 to start the year in a while. We got Capital Prep Achievement first. Coming in at 2-0. Going down to the shoreline to play Morgan, Old Saybrook, and Westbrook. 2-0. A new co-op. You know, big shout out to Kevin, Kevin Sullivan. Uh, first year as a co-op. And he's got MSW at 2-0. I mean, there's a lot of growing pains when you start a co-op these are rivals you know getting them to buy in early obviously their jv programs were co-op last year so a lot of these kids played together but i mean just on the outside looking in msw being two and oh i think it's a great story uh for early in this season um sean you know i'm, I'm gonna and not to take anything away from capital prep who's having a very good season very good start to the season some pretty convincing wins early but uh, for me, you know, as a reporter, the MSW story just—it's great. Uh, Pete, very great to see. Pete, it should resonate with you. You're a big Herb Brooks guy. I mean, I'm not calling Kevin Sullivan Herb Brooks yet, but uh, you know, he's certainly got two rival two rival programs to play together, and they're playing well so far. Two and zero. You know, they got nine in there. Got, I mean, they're they're doing well. They got HK is no beating them. Is no joke. And uh, so so far so good. You want me to make a pick here, right? Yes, yes, it's your turn. Uh, that said, I'm going to go with Capital Prep right now. I think they're playing exceptionally well. Took their lumps a bit last year. You know, they, they, they got shown the door to the game, but they're looking good so far. I'm going to go with uh, the Trailblazers. I think they are kind of a surprise team here in the in the people. Well, we should probably show this all coming. But uh, listen, this is going to be a tough game for both of them. I would not be surprised if uh, Morgan, Saybrook, Westbrook, is able to pull this out again the shoreline all-stars i should say pull this one out but uh, i'm gonna go with cap so there's interesting two ways looking at this right msw has scored 
98 points in two games. 98 points in two games. Then on the flip side, you look at Capital Prep. They've allowed 14 points in two games. But Capital Prep only put 14 up against Crack. Uh, kind of a little bit of a head scratcher. Dominated Valley in the opener. You know, Crack, not a bad program. You know, kind of still building. It was their season opener. Um, so I'm really kind of torn. High scoring offense, good defense. MSW pitched a shutout in their second game. Um, I'm kind of torn here, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Capital Prep. Uh, it it hurts me on the inside. I'm trying to win a championship this year. I'm trying to keep that trophy home. I'm trying to make less heartfelt picks, but I'm gonna go with Capital Prep as well. Um, if you read their preview, you knew they were gonna be good, uh, and they're off to a hot start. I thought for sure. You- the heartfelt pick there. You're Mr. Heartfelt Pick. I know, and that's why I've never won. You don't care, guys. Eh, I want to win. First, if you're not first, you're you're last. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to go into our first alliance game of the board. The first, this one's going first. We got number one Greenwich going on the road to Falcon Field to play number three Maloney. This game is excitement all over it. I wanted to talk about it early in the show. I didn't want to wrap with it because, you know, I don't know how many people get to the end. So we're going to talk about this one early in the show. A couple of fun facts for this game. Well, fun for me, not fun for Greenwich. But Greenwich is 0-2 in its last two years in the Week 3 crossover game. Go back to 2021. They lost to Shelton by three touchdowns. And then last year, they lost to Southington in an all-time classic at Cardinal Stadium. Now they're going up to Falcon Field, which I'll say is probably going to be the most intense environment Greenwich is going to play in this season. You don't... It, it, Falcon Field, they are on top of you. There's no track. If you're kicking a field goal, they're literally two feet behind the end zone. Like, they, the fans are right on top of you. It is going to be a loud environment. I don't think Greenwich has, has played in an environment this year. I don't think they played in an environment like that last year. This is going to be a whole different ball game for Greenwich. Add in the fact that they came out so poorly against Stanford last week. I mean, this is the number one team in the state. The defending double L champion. And hats off to Stanford because Donnie's doing an absolutely incredible job there. But you're Greenwich. You're the number one team in the state. You need two fourth quarter touchdowns to get past Stanford in week two after coming off a nice win against Prep. This is Greenwich of last year. Slow starting. Now they got on the other side, they got Maloney, who comes out firing, throwing the ball over the place, running the ball all over the place. You can't give Maloney that much time. And Sean, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm taking Maloney. And I voted Greenwich number one this week. Because I still think overall they're the best team in the state. But right now, if they play like they did last week, Maloney's going to win that game. I, I am I am just, I'm convinced if Greenwich plays like they did last week, Maloney's going to win that game. I mean, I, I think it's going to be close, but I, I you know, I think it's going to be a close game. But I, I like Maloney in this one. They're playing better right now. Backs against the wall, Pete. Pete, I knew you were going to go, Maloney. You are team 
Meriden, Team Frederick, whenever possible. I never pick Maloney. I never pick Maloney. Uh, man, you even picked Platt last week. You know, you will not. It's like Dave Stewart with Darian and, and uh, New Canaan, especially New Canaan. You just, you, you got it. You love your guys. I, I always pick against Maloney. Ask Kevin. I picked them when they beat Xavier. I picked, oh, I didn't count. pick them to win the finals. I picked, Sh- I picked Shelton to beat them in the semifinals last year. And that, so you'll be, I was, I was in your corner the whole way, Kev. The whole way. There it is. Pete, I cannot pull the trigger on that. This, I'm going to go with the defending class double L champs. Maloney certainly will be in the game. Dante Kelly's great. But I think Greenwich got a needed wake-up call. I think they got the dudes up front. They got Bumblehockis. They, they can sling it when they, when they want to. I think it was just a little bit of them thinking like, oh, Stanford, we got this. Not the case. Obviously, Maloney, they were maybe looking ahead a little bit. That happens. I think Tony Morello will have his guys ready. I think they're, they'll, you know, listen, they'll be in a tough one. They'll be in a hornet's nest trying to fight their way through it. But, Pete, I'm going to stick stick mind you with the defending class double l champion greenwich cardinals all right <clears throat> that one's gonna i think that's gonna be the best game of the week personally yeah. uh, all right staying in the alliance we got two and oh bloomfield the warhawks are making the trip downstate to monroe to play jason champagne and the massive panthers who are also two and oh now this is an intriguing matchup right we got twins on both sides of the field we got the Kerr yeah. twins. We got the Walker twins in, in Massick. We got uh, Darian Foster, who's a three-year starting quarterback at Bloomfield. And we got, you know, Jason Champagne for Massick. Both teams are 2-0. and oh. Both teams, you could argue, were favorites in their class to win state titles. Um, it's an intriguing matchup. You know, I'm kind of torn as well, but luckily I don't get to go first on this one. Oh, you do. That's right. Pete, I'm gonna go with Massick here. Um, uh, I, you know, at Massick, Bloomfield's got to make the ride down. I mean, Massick is a double M. Bloomfield's an S. I think Massick does have the athletes to kind of stay with uh, Bloomfield. I mean, that's gonna be a tough matchups. Where, who's gonna? Where are the Kerr, Kerr twins gonna go? And then the other side, where are the Walker twins gonna go? Uh, it's gonna be really interesting. I think they're yeah, both twins, right? So it's just uh, really twinning. We have a whole t- we have a twinning game here. But uh, I'm going to go with Mastic. Champagne, I love, obviously. You know, Bloomfield in these spots, you know, sometimes you kind of scratch your head a little bit. But they've been dominant so far. I mean, it's hard for me to pick. I'm just going to go with the home team here. I'm going to go with Mastic, even without their coaches. If they, if they have their coaches, I'll especially. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Mastic here as well. I think the class thing, that double M to S is, is a big step. I think Bloomfield's still a really good team. I think this is a great test. For Bloomfield, we saw it last year. Bloomfield played killing in their crossover game and killingly beat them. It was, I think, 22 to 20. It was a close game. Um, and I, Bloomfield learned from it. They got better and they reached the state finals last year. So I'm going to go with Massick as well. All right, we're going to go. This is a game we talked about on the meat grinder. I called this a must win for one of the teams. We got 2 0 Newtown heading to McDougal Stadium to play the 1 1 Eagles. Now, interesting fact. The last time Newtown played at McDougal Field was the 2019 Class Double L State Finals, Jack Street to Riley Ward State Championship. It's the last time Newtown played at McDougal Field. Obviously, their opponent was Darien. Their opponent is Trumbull. A lot of those guys have graduated, are playing in college, or are you know functioning adults in in the world. 
Um, but I'm sure that'll bring back a lot of memories for the Newtown football program uh, at that game. This game, I said it on the meat grinder, this is a must win for Trump. Uh, lost in double overtime to Hamden. Uh, played a really close game with Danbury. Um, again, Danbury's a good program. It's not a knock on them, but this is Trumbull, a team that we expected to, to have some pretty high aspirations this year, and so far, not so good for the Eagles. Uh, they get Newtown's coming in 2-0. Newtown beat St. Joe's in the opener. It took two days, but they beat St. Joe's. They beat New Milford. Um, got a lot of good guys. Uh, Haddix playing well. Our guy Jack Chapa um, for Newtown playing well. Trumbull's running the ball well. You know, Rowan Johnson's off to a really good start. John Hall's off to a really good start. But man, this Trumbull defense got to make stops. Got to make stops. Got to make plays. And um, I am I'm taking Newtown in this one. I uh, unless Trumbull comes out and looks like a, a different team than they have in the past two weeks, you know, then I think new. You know, if they don't come out looking like a new team, then I think Newtown's got this one. In, in, in the bag. I'm going with the Nighthawks. Yeah, Pete, I'm with you. I'm going to go with the Nighthawks, too. Trumbull just... I had ranked third in my preseason poll, man. They dropped faster than a, you know, a rock. Tied to a rock. Tied to an anvil. <laughs> you know, and then we were looking at uh, Danbury, you know. They struggled on that one, too. It, it, it wasn't like... I don't know. I, I just don't know. I don't know. Maybe uh, it takes a little little time for Trumbull to get going, but I'm sure Mark loves the fact that we're going to pick against him. But uh, I, I have no reason to pick four. So unless Trumbull wants to show up, uh, you know, I won't pick Trumbull. I can't pick Trumbull. And, and meanwhile, Newtown actually you know, showed a little fight there. Uh, I mean, yeah, Trumbull showed a little fight. It's him. He's still lost. Trumbull, I mean, sorry, uh, Newtown actually uh, came back and won that game against St. Joe. I like what uh, Dan's been able to do there so far. I'm going to go with the Nights. All right. Moving up to the central part of the state. Staples coming in at one and one, traveling to Fontana Field to play the two and zero, number two ranked in the state, Southington Blue Knights. I circled this game at the beginning of the season. Um, I thought it was a great early season matchup for both teams. It might have lost a little pizzazz uh, after Week One when West Haven. You know, pretty much handled Staples, but Staples came back with a big win over Ridgefield, a pretty dominant win. And then Southington, you know, beat New Britain. You saw them against Weathersfield this weekend. Um, a lot to be desired, a lot left to be desired from the Blue Knights. Last year, week three, Southington knocked off Greenwich and became the number one team in the state. So, I. It's very interesting, but then Southington also lost to Trumbull in the quarterfinals. So um, this game, I think, could go really either way. Is West Haven that good? Right? You know, if Staples wins this game, what does that say about West Haven? You know, that, that might catapult them into the top two. Um, you know, but <clears throat> then obviously you got Southington. A, bit, a win here against an FCI opponent will, be, will do wonders for them in the poll and obviously going forward through the season. Staples, Caleb Smith. The receivers seem to look like they took a step forward against Ridgefield. You flip it to the other side. Southington, CJ DiBenedetto, uh, off to a really good start. Threw a couple of picks, made a couple of picks, but uh, his receivers are awesome. Evan Anderson, uh, your boy uh, Williams, you know, Flynn. They got a lot of weapons. Um, so for me, I'm going to go with Southington in this one. I think they are the more complete team. 
Um, I think they have a lot of different things that they can do on offense. And I think that long drive for Staples isn't really going to uh, help them. Sean, who you got? They'll be in a coach bus. <laughs> I think they'll be living in a life of luxury on the way to, uh, to Southern Tempeda. I'm going to go with the Wreckers in this one. You know what? I saw Southington. I think their defense is very good. But then again, also, they also didn't look great, too. You know, I don't think Weathersfield is quite the team they were last year, if that means anything. Uh, you know, their defense is great, Southington. That's going to be a tough matchup. The offense really kind of sputtered. And maybe it wasn't Sunday. Maybe it was something to do with Sunday. But, you know, the Benedetto had a, had a good start against New, New Britain through, like, five touchdown passes or four. And uh, and then on uh, against Weathersfield, it just this wasn't the spark wasn't there. They have all these great receivers. That even them, they couldn't break free. It took a little Rashard Williams late to get them to make that. Otherwise, that's a 13-20-0 nothing game, you know. So look, uh, Staples big bounce back game. I thought Caleb Smith played great. I thought the defense played better. I know Richfield is not. You can't. Sorry, not uh, Southington. But you know what? I think Staples was is a lot better than we think because West Haven might be just that good, Pete. I'm going to go with the records here on the road beating Blue Knights. This one wasn't going to be on the board last week, and then it jumped up on the board. It got one and one Notre Dame West Haven coming into Dawling Field to play the one and one Hogs of St. Joe's. Both teams lost in the first week. Uh, Notre Dame losing to New Milford. Um and Sancho's losing to Newtown. Both of them came back with wins. Notre Dame West Haven's win coming against K- Killingly. I mean, that is a young Notre Dame team going up against one of the best players in the state, Soren Reef. Uh, Soren had a good day, but they kind of kept him in check. Uh, Don Basti made plays when he needed to, and uh, Notre Dame is sitting at one and one. Um, so I really love this game. I think this game is a coin flip. Um, I think it could really go either way. And, uh, you know, Sean, you're up uh, first for this one. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number one, you, Notre Dame can thank uh, Killingly for getting uh, their information uh, of this game into our uh, onto our website. We got a box score sent by Chad Neal, you know, who, uh, who, who lost. And he gave us information about Notre Dame. Well, that's why we were able to know that Basti had a good game. So, Notre Dame, let's go. We need to get your information when you win, and you send your information at info at gametimect.com. That said, you know, I, I, you know, and I, it's not a, you know, you're not the only ones, believe me. But that said, Pete, I'm going to go with St. Joseph. I think St. Joseph is better than uh, they showed. I mean, they, they certainly were, was, could have won that Newtown game. Uh, Notre Dame, West Haven, you know, may, hey, listen, maybe they're a lot better than we thought they were going to be. We didn't think they were going to be very good. Uh, beating Killing Lou was certainly an eye-opener. But at St. Joseph, that's a tough spot. I like the Hawks. All right. <clears throat> I, too, am going to go with St. Joe's. I need one team in Trumbull to make me happy. Now, I'm going to go with the Hogs here. Um, they're both in a rebuilding year, it looks like. St. Joe's played Newtown pretty well. Uh, I just Right now, I think St. Joe's is the better team, so I'm going to go with the Hogs. All right, we're going to move to the Saturday portion of the schedule. We have number 10, hallelujah, finally in the poll, number 10, Windsor, who as of recording is still 1-0 on the season because they play Monday night against Hall. So 
with this in mind, they could be 2-0, they could be 1-1, but they're heading down to New Canaan, Dunning Stadium to play New Canaan. The Rams are 1-1, coming off a 45-0 win over Fairfield Ward. These teams know each other pretty well. These coaches know each other pretty well. Um, they've met four times since 2011. Four, All four of them have been playoff games, including state title games. Uh, New Canaan is 3-1 in those games. Windsor's last win came in the 2012 Class L semifinals. So it's been 11 years since they've beaten them. Pretty sure they've only played like once or twice since. But um, it's a long drive. Uh, Sean, you get to go first for this one. You saw New Canaan week one. Who yeah. do, you think that they can, do you think that they can stay with Windsor? I think they can stay with Windsor. Not only do I think they can stay with her, I think they're winning this game. Pete. You don't go down to Dunning Field and push New Canaan around. Unless maybe you're North Haven. Even then, they won that game. Remember that? Uh, but anyway, nobody goes down to, I mean, unless you're Wilton, I guess. But well, Windsor's got its work cut out for them. They're still a very young team. You know, I think they beat Hall on Monday. I think they win that game um, because I still think they're one of the best in the CCC. But going to Dunning, playing this, you know, obviously uh, Benevento is just a ridiculous player. Uh, they got plenty at Windsor, too, and don't think they have the athletes to cover him. But I think he's going to hurt you in so many different ways. I think Cannon, you know, got thankfully got uh, got their legs under him after uh, playing Ward last week. Uh, and Shelton's just a tough opponent. And they were in that game late. They finally woke up. I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. I have a hard time looking at Windsor. They're going to easily go down there and win. No way. I'm going to go with the Rams. All right. I'm completing my uh, big three sweep hey. in the CCC. And I'm hey. going with Windsor. I've been on the Windsor train since the preseason. I've been voting them in my top five all year in the poll. And so many people just are not paying attention. Uh, I think Windsor is so good. I think they are so athletic, so talented. I don't think, I'm sure New Canaan might have found their footing in, in their win against New Canaan, but uh, I, I, their win against Fairfield Ward. But uh, I really like Windsor in this one. I think this is going to be, you know, the, the the big step for Windsor as they make a run to a state championship win yeah, uh, I, this year. Look at this. Pete, you know, like they, I said, like one and six. Like I said, this either this week I'm either going nine and one or one and nine. The FCAC lost to the SEC week one, if you remember correctly. They lost a lot of those SEC. Anyway. anyway, we got one last game on the board. Fairfield Prep going down to Darien. Prep is 0-2 for the first time since 2015. They are on the verge of going 0-3 for the first time since 2009. They are they go down to Darien to play the Blue Wave, who is 2-0 on paper, 1-0 on the field, coming off a nail-biter against a very good Ryan McMahon team. It took a tippy-toe touchdown at the back of the end zone that was questionable uh, for them to beat the Senators. And now they welcome in Prep who, by all accounts, I would imagine, is pissed off. Um, Prep lost to Daniel Hand on a close call in overtime. Prep lost to Greenwich, where they hung with them. I mean, it was just, you know, special teams won that game for Greenwich. Um, it's, I, I mean, I'm going first on this one. I'm going to go quick. I'm picking Prep. I think Prep is pissed off and they are going to come out i they are 
I just wouldn't want to play prep right now. I, I They are so talented across the board. They're just one thing needs to go the right way, and I think they'll be right back on track. I'm going with the Jesuits. Sean, who do you got? An annual scrimmage until the alliance match them up because why not have the scrimmage guy play each other? The last year scrimmage, it was all it was uh you know again they played this they played the state final in 2021 and they came back to scrimmage next year. Both terrible. It was a terrible game. So I'm like, ooh, when I saw this on the alliance game, get get ready for seven nothing. But that that said, it all jokes aside, you know, as you mentioned, preps talented. We saw their talented. They didn't bar Malloy. They got the Smith quarterback. Uh, they got some dudes. And uh, they are going to be chomping at the bit to get that first W in the win, in the, in the win column. First, yeah, first one in the win column. And uh, Darian, I think McMahon's good, but Darian, oh, man. Um, I'm sure they're going to be competing. These two, these two, uh, these two programs are very proud, and uh, it'll be very interesting, but I'm, I'm with you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that. They're big. All right, let's just run through the board first. You know, Oxford, Seymour. We both took Seymour. Bullard, Havens, Cheney, Tech. I took Bullard. You took Cheney. We both took Capital Prep. You took Greenwich. I took Maloney. We both took Massick. We both took Newtown. You, uh, I took Southington. You took Staples. We both took St. Joe's. You took New Canaan. I took Windsor. And we both took Fairfield Prep. Um, someone's got to show out for the CCC. For Pete's someone's got to show out. For Pete's sake, show That's out. right. Because it's all about the FCAC and the SCC. CCC, this is your time. This is the biggest week for this conference. Put your stamp on the state. Make me look like a genius. Somebody said to me at the Weatherfield game, CCC. Words, man. I mean, there's also like 50 schools in the conference. And yet they can't find one team that you know, makes some moves here against the FCAC and the SEC. Let's go. Hey, we were all cheering the CCC last year when Southington beat Greenwich and Maloney beat Darien. What happened at the end? Mm-hmm. Maloney got to the finals. They did. They also lost. <laughs> yeah. so, hey, should be interesting. Uh, the gauntlet has been thrown on my end. I'm not with Pete on this, but maybe the TCC will I hope so. For my pick's sake, or I'm going to be digging myself a very big hole to get out of. All right. Well, that's another week of the picks. We will see you all out on the field. Um, for Pete, you know, I'm Pete Paguaga, and for Sean Patrick Boley, we'll uh, we'll see you out there this weekend and uh, go CCC. Love you.